Boker Tov, and welcome back to our ongoing shear of Daf Yomi. We are on the second shear of Masachat Moed Katan, on Daf Yod Dalad Amud Bet, and today's shear is going to be, um, I don't know if procedural is really the word for it, but we are going to go point by point through a series of practices and prohibitions that affect an Avel, and with which we are familiar, and then ask whether or not they equally apply to a Menuda, who we've already talked about, and to a Mitzorah. The Mitzorah that we are talking about is a Mitzorah Muchlat, one who has already been sent outside of the camp and who has been properly quarantined, etc. Uh, and so we're going to go through a whole series, as you can see on the page, which today is a two-page piece. Uh, I did something a little bit unusual with the Psukim. Take a look at the Psukim. And in some of the cases, I uh, highlighted them in uh, an outline format or with a bold and italics or just italics or underline because in every one of the sets of the psukim or some of the larger sets of the psukim, there are several phrases and they're used differently. And instead of repeating the copying the phrase several times, I just referred to it with a different font and then in the reference later on in the outline, use that font again to indicate which phrase is being used. Uh, two important stories that show up in Tanakh in the context of Avelut, which become the chief sources, and then there's two other minor ones, uh, for understanding the laws of Avelut. One of them is famously the story of the death of Nadav and Avihu in Vayikra Perak Yod, uh, where HaKadosh Baruch Hu commands Aharon, Moshe tells Aharon, not to do certain Avelut practices and by inference, we understand what the normal avilut practice is. So to not let your hair grow long and to not tear your clothes, which um, Moshe tells Aharon, that becomes one set of inferences. Another one is a very famous passage in the Sefer Yechezkel, Perak Haftalad. And so I quoted the chief part of the passage here, where HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Yechezkel that I am going to take your wife from you, and nonetheless, you do not practice normal avilut and lists a bunch of things for him to do. Wear your shoes, etc. From there, we can infer what other avilim are restricted from doing or practices they must practice. The two smaller pieces are the uh, story of David comforting his wife Batsheva after the death of their child, um, of that of that illicit union. Um, and after he comforts her, then after she's done mourning, he comforts her and has relations with her. That's one piece of the puzzle. The other one is also in reference to David. And a little bit later on, when David had refused to see Avshalom, his son, uh, because Avshalom had killed Amnon, Yoav, who really wanted a reconciliation between Avshalom and David, had a woman from the town of Tekoa come and dress up as a mourner and practice behavior of a mourner to put on a show as if she was mourning for one son who had been killed by the other son, and she pleaded to spare the one son's life because she was a widow, and that was the only child she had left, etc. And so from the way he describes to her how she should dress and behave, we can infer what a normal mourner is supposed to do. All right, let's get started with the very, very bottom of Yod Dalad Amud Bet. Avel Asur Betisporet, number one, and Avel is not allowed to give his haircut. Now, in Avel, every time that we're talking about Avel here, we are referring to the first seven days, although some of these prohibitions extend further. Uh, and that we will discuss and develop much later on in the parak. From the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Aharon, you and your sons that remain, do not let your hair grow, grow out, right? 
Obviously, everyone else is obligated to let their hair grow out. In other words, they're not to get their hair cut. Now, what do we do about a menuda and a mitzora when it comes to haircut? Toshma, we have a bright that says, That's pretty easy. A menuda and a mitzora are not allowed to get haircuts or to do laundry. Now, menuda shemait, this is a parenthetic statement, that if somebody dies in the state of excommunication due to contempt of court, the Beit Din, they, they stone his casket. What does that mean? They don't put a pile of rocks like Achan or like the kings of Canaan or all the people that Yoshua killed and that there was a monument built to them. The Beit Din sends to the funeral, they put in a, uh, a large rock on his Aron, the famous story from Eliezer. What do we learn from there? That theoretically, you're being stoned. And that's part of the Kapara process. Good. All right, so that's a parenthetic statement. And now back to our list. Number two, An Avel is obligated to cover his head. This is a practice we do not have anymore. But an Avel is obligated to cover his head. And that means to cover it all the way and cover his face all the way until his mouth. Uh, very much like a... Uh, like uh, a kafir would be, or like a talit is, but uh, to cover the face also. How do we know this? In uh, verse number two, that selection, Hashem says to Yechezka when his wife dies, do not cover up all the way to the mustache. Obviously, everyone else is obligated. What about a menuda? Does menuda have to practice this? This is a proof Rav Yosef will bring several times, is that in Masachat Tanit, we learned that if after the last seven Taniyot, we still aren't answered, there's still no rain, then we limit our business, and we spend basically the rest of the winter in a state of quasi-morning, and everybody sits with their heads covered, sitting like Minudin. Now, we are Minudin in the sense of excommunicated, as it were, from God. So now, Amalei Abaye, so Rav Yosef brings a proof from there that a menuda has to cover his head. Amalei Abaye, Dilma menuda l'shamayim shani. Here, says, maybe you can't bring a, uh, you cannot extrapolate from the, someone who is menuda l'shamayim, when God is excommunicated to him, excommunicated him, the chamer, that is more severe, maybe that doesn't apply to someone who is simply excommunicated from the court. So we cannot prove it from there. We'll return to that in a few moments. What about a Mitzorah? Does he have to cover his head? Well, quite clearly he does. In verse number 3, it says that the one who is Tzaruah has to cover up all the way to his mustache. So if he has to cover up his, to his mouth, obviously he has to cover his head. Okay, that was easy. Item number 3. An Avel is not allowed to wear Tefillin. Uh, now, this is only on the first day of Avilut. You wear your glory on your head. Your glory is tefillin. So, obviously, everyone else is not allowed to. So, what about a menuda? The answer is teku. We have no evidence either way. We don't know whether menuda wears tefillin. The assumption will be that he puts it on without a bracha, if that's the case. We had this yesterday when he says we saw that even a Kohen Gadol is subject to the laws of Tzarat. Now, the, what is the rule of Gadav Yufrumim is clothes are torn. What's that? Shumakoraim. His hair grows long. That means letting his hair grow long. 
Rikivomer, he says, no, Nemrahavayabarosh, Nemrahavayabarbeged. It says, Rosho Yihia Parua, Uvgadav Yufrumim. So you have the word Yihia in both cases. Mahavayamurabarbeged, the Rashachutz Migufo. Just like the clothes are something that's not part of the body. Afavayabarosh, the Rashachutz Migufo. So, that which is, is, connected to the head is something which also is, is besides the head. In other words, not part of his hair, but something that's external to it. So, that's a Rabbi Kiva's statement. As if to say that Yoshoya Parua does not mean to let your hair grow long, but rather, my love, something external, that you do not wear something external. My love at tefillin. Is not referring to tefillin? Amar Papala, Akumta Vasudra means fancy clothes, and you don't wear fancy headdresses when you're not felt. In other words, we have not yet proven whether a Mitzorah is also a tefillin. Alright, good. Avel Asur Bishilat Shalom. And Avel is not allowed to greet people with Shalom. We're going to get into the details of this in the, later in the parak. How do we know that? Now this one I put a little asterisk next to because it needs a little bit of help. All of the other things that Hashem told Yechezkel to do were things that other Avelim don't do. In other words, you do not practice like an Avel. Rather do this. But Dom means stand silently. Which means that here Yechezkel is doing exactly what other Avelim are being told to do. So why is this any different? So the simplest way to read it is, and that's why I quoted the whole Pasuk, and that's why I have the practice of doing that on the pages, is take a look at the entire context. Ben Adam, I'm going to take your wife from you, the, the beauty of your eyes, in a plague. Do not mourn, do not weep, do not let your tears fall. fall. Being silent for the dead uh, in mourning, don't do that. So in other words, if we quote the entire phrase, we see that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling Yechezkel not to be silent, meaning that everyone else must be silent. Good. Menuda ma'ho b'shilat shalom. What about a menuda? Can he greet people with shalom? Amav Yosef toshma u'b'shilat shalom shemen adam l'chavirot. Kven adam l'izofim l'makom. We go back, Rav Yosef goes back to the Mishnah Ta'anit. That if we have been excommunicated, as it were, by God, disfavored by God, so there's no rain, after the seven last fasts and there's still no rain, we don't greet each other with shalom like we're menuda. All right, so what's Abayi going to say? We know. Maybe that is more severe. Maybe people who are excommunicated by God, as it were, uh, do not greet each other because uh, that's more severe. So you can't prove from that to menuda shalom. So what about a mitzorah? Can he greet people? Toshma v'yal safam Right, so we already had this as uh, covering up to the mouth, but the other drush is shiusi flotav mdubakot zubazu. That his lips should be sealed one to another, and he doesn't talk. That he should be like a menuda and avel, and he's not allowed to greet people. Now, right there in that phrase, it said that he should be like a menuda, which should take us back and say, so you see, a menuda is not allowed to greet people either. It doesn't say that he should be like a menuda that's asur b'shilat shalom. In other words, he should be like a menuda and an avel as they in other things, distanced and 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 degraded and and low and etc. It doesn't mean that a menuda is asur b'shilat shalom. Now, asur nami b'shilat shalom. And besides that, this mitzvah is also asur b'shilat shalom. In other words, he's his lips are together, he's not speaking much, etc. And he also has an Isra of Shilat Shalom. You can't prove that with the Nuda. Okay, next item. Avel also be Torah. And Avel is not allowed to study Torah. Well, how do I know that? Dom. 
Interesting. In Masachatanit, when we learned that you're not allowed to study Torah if you are uh, on Tishabav, we learned that from that God's laws bring happiness. But here it was from a different Limud, which is Dom. Which is you have to be silent. So that means that silence includes from Divrei Torah, but not only. I don't always really, really be silent. Menuda ma'u b'divrei Torah. What about a menuda? Rabbi Yosef Toshma, menuda shona v'shoninlo, niskav niskavinlo. A menuda who is less severe than the next level that we'll get to of being excommunicated can still work. And one of the jobs he could take is to teach people and to and to learn from people, etc. Right? Muhram lo shona v'shoninlo, lo niskav lo niskavinlo. But a muhram who's more severe than that. Uh, cannot do any of those jobs. But you see that he's allowed to work, and part of his work is he's allowed to learn Torah, so obviously he's not prohibited from learning Torah. Even a Muhram can continue to learn just so he doesn't forget his Torah, um, but he's not allowed to hire out for that. Now, Good. Parenthetically, in a Muhram can make a little store so he can get some Panasa. He should go sell water out when in the desert or something. In other words, uh, something that will make him a little bit of money so he can subsist, something that also keeps him far from people. So Shmamina, but the upshot of that is you can infer, and you do infer that a menuda is Torah. What about a Mitzora studying Torah? So this is a, a, a pasuk in Parshavet Hanan, tells us how we have to transmit the Message of Matan Torah to our children. In transfer to your children, transmit to your children about that great event, Pasuk number four, of standing at uh, at Har Sinai, and um, and you're standing there with all the fear, etc. Just like at Har Sinai, we were standing with fear and trepidation, etc. So. You also have to study Torah that way. People who are otherwise Tamei, other kind of Tamei, including a Mitzorah, are allowed to study Torah. They're allowed to, to review Mishnah. They're allowed to study Halachot. But somebody who's a Balkari who intentionally brought the Tumah upon himself because of his, shall we say, lightheadedness or his um, licentiousness, therefore, he is Asur. That's, that is part of the context in the third paragraph of Masachat Brachot of the Takana of a Tvila for Balakarian, which was already canceled in the times of the Gemara. Shmamina. But what you infer from there very clearly is that anybody else who's Tameh is not in, is not restricted from studying Torah. Avel Asur Batichboset. And Avel is not allowed to do laundry. So Yoav took this woman from Tekoa and told her to wear these Avel clothes and wear them for a long time. What are Avel clothes? So they're clothes that aren't washed. So we see that an Avel is not allowed to wash his clothes or wear laundered clothes. What about our other two fellows? This we had at the beginning of the discussion. A clear writer that says they're not allowed to do laundry. That was easy. An Avel has to tear his clothes. We're going to get into details of this later on in the parak also. How do we know you have to tear Kriya? Because, besides all the different cases where we, people hear bad news and they tear their clothes, God told Aaron, when Nadav and Avil died, don't tear your clothes. Right? So you see from there, obviously everyone else is obligated. What about a Menuda? Does he have to tear his clothes and wear torn clothes while he's in Nidui? 
So take it. Yeah, we don't have no evidence either way. Mitzorah mahobi kriya. What about a mitzorah? Tashmad begadav yufrumim shumakorayin shramina. There you have a very explicit pasuk. It's pasuk, uh, of course, number three on the page in the outline format. Begadav yufrumim is clothes have to be torn. Avel chayav chviyatamita. Now this is a practice that we do not engage in anymore, and the Chachmei Ashkenaz already discussed why, because suspicion that it looked like witchcraft. We discussed it in an earlier shear. But in the times of the Gemara, the, one of the basic chiyuvim of Avelut was to turn the beds upside down and sit on the low bed, on the back side of the bed. So an Avel is obligated to that. What's the reasoning behind it? Here we don't have a pasuk. I put my image in you, meaning the, the neshama. People were created in the image of God. Because of their sins, I turned it upside down, meaning somebody died. So therefore, kfu mitotein aleha. So therefore, you should also turn your beds upside down. Good. So manudem etzora mayim bekfiat hamita. What about our other two fellows? The answer is teku. We, we don't have any evidence. Avel also asiat malacha. And Avel is not allowed to do malacha during the shiva. Tichtiva fachti chagechem laevel. The pasuk in Amos says, I'm going to turn your festivities into mourning. And the drasha is, ma chag asur b'malacha, just like a chag, which is seven days. That's how we know shiva. Echag is asur b'asiyat malacha. You're not allowed to do malacha. Echag af avel asur b'malacha. Now that doesn't mean malacha in the sense of lamet tet malachot. And Allah's not allowed to turn on a light or light a match or anything. It means they're going to work. Menude mahu b'asiyat. So we know that an avel is asur b'asiyat malacha. Menude mahu b'asiyat malacha. What about a menude? Yosef toshma. Now Yosef goes back to um, our. Uh, uh, it goes back to uh, another statement about menude. Shamru asur b'asiyat malacha. This is talking again about ta'niyot. When are you not allowed to do malacha when we are on the intense ta'niyot to prohibit malacha? That's only during the day, but at night you're allowed to do. And you find the same thing with a menuda and an avel. Now, by the way, that's not going to work, as we'll see in a minute. Isn't that referring to everything? Meaning that the isra of malacha only applies by day, but with a menuda? Which means the is asr basiat malacha, but only by day. Lo ashara, that's referring to other statements, because after all, an avel is not allowed to do malacha at night. So clearly that statement is not referring to the limitation of day or night or about the isr malacha. It's saying that other things that are mentioned earlier, a, um, the ta'niyot are similar to nidui. Toshma, but menuda shona vashonin lo niskarin niskarin lo. Here we have a great proof, because we, as we saw earlier, a menuda is allowed to teach and allowed to hire out. So, Shmamina, you can see that he's a lot of work. What about a Mitzorah? The answer is Teku. Right? No evidence there. By the way, all the Tekus that we have here are not because there's evidence pulling in both directions. We just don't have any data. And Avel is not a lot of bathe. This we discussed in detail in Tanit, hot water, cold water, part of the body, etc. Go back to the story of Yoav and the woman from Tekoa. What did he tell her? Don't anoint yourself with oil. Rechitza bichlal sicha, and this is a sugi in Yoma, that sicha and rechitza are sort of one piece. Menuda mahu berechitza, what about a menuda? Yosef toshmak, shamru asur berechitza, lamru ela kol gufo, mutar. This is now the ta'anit, and they said, when are you not allowed to bathe? You're not allowed to bathe your whole body, but you can bathe one part of your hands and face, etc. Same thing with a menuda and an avel. So my lava kulu, isn't that associated with everything, including washing your hands and face? Which means you're not allowed to wash your whole body if you're menuda. Lo ashara. They're talking about the others, and obviously they're talking about the others because an is not allowed to bathe his hands or face either. 
Mitzora Mahobra Chitza, what about a Mitzora? The answer is Teku. Again, we don't have any evidence. Avel Asur Benilata Sandal, and Avel's not allowed to wear shoes. How do we know that? Because again, HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Yechezkel, uh, This one I underlined. And you put your shoes on your feet. Obviously, everyone else is not allowed to. What about a menude? This is a tani. You're not allowed to wear shoes, but that's in the city. When you're out on the road, you may. When you go out on the road, you put your shoes on. When you come into the city, you take them off. Same thing with the menude. Again, isn't this referring to the entire statement, including the Isra of Nilata Sandal? Well, Ashara talked about the other statements, which means we have a long list of statements. You do on Tanit, we say it's similar to an Avil and Menude, but that doesn't apply to each one of the statements, and therefore, none of the statements, do we have, for none of the statements do we have direct evidence that a Menude has that practice. Mitzorah, Mahobi Nilata Sandal, what about a Mitzorah? The answer is Teku, there's no evidence. Avil also Batash Mishamita, and Avil is not allowed to have relations with his wife, Dichtiv, or an Avila with her husband. This is a pasuk we have not yet encountered, pasuk number seven, that after David and Bathsheba, after we recall this series of events, David had relations with Bathsheba and she sent a message to him that she was pregnant. He then had her husband brought home from the front and attempted to have him go home and stay with his wife to, as it were, cover up uh, who the source of the pregnancy was. It didn't happen. He had Uriah killed. After she found out Uriah was killed, she mourned and then David took her as a wife and she gave birth. Now, that child uh, was struck down by God as punishment for what had happened. And uh, while he was dying, David was mourning. After he died, David got up, but Bathsheba, of course, is now formally mourning because she's the mother. And after she finished mourning, then David comforted her and vayavoyleha. What does that prove? Because obviously was not allowed to have relations with her until after she was done mourning. Now we're going to find Abaye playing the compare the association of Menuda Lamakam and Menuda Lebetin in somewhat of what seems like a convenient way. Earlier on, Rav Yosef brought a proof from the fact that we're considered Menuda Lamakam and we have certain practices, and Abayi said, no, maybe that's more severe, maybe that doesn't apply to Menudel Abetin. Here, the description of B'nai Yisrael during the 38 years between the decree that the, of the, uh, as a result of the sin of the scouts, that they would die in the desert, and when that uh, generation had all died out, uh, were considered Menudin Lamakom. And they had Bia, they had children, they had new generations during that entire time. So that should prove that a menuda is mutter. So Nabai says, nah, you know what, maybe menuda l'shamayim, maybe that's less severe. How can you say that? You just you just use the argument in the opposite way, saying maybe it was more severe. The answer is, Nabai said, I'm not sure what to do with menuda l'makom. Because menuda is essentially a baiting process. You're in contempt of court. To say that you're treated in contempt of God, as it were, it's something that really doesn't have any anchoring in halacha. So how do we understand it? So perhaps it's more severe, perhaps it's less severe, but either way you can't apply it to menuda lebetim. So zilacha kamad if you use it this way, he's rejected. Zilacha kamad use it that way, he rejects it. If you use it to try to prove a heter, he'll say maybe that's less severe. 
use it to try to prove an isur, then he will say perhaps it is more severe. Good. Mitzora ma'u v'tashvi shamita. What about a mitzora? Now this one's easy. Toshman atanya ve'asham yichutz lo alo. A mitzora has to be outside of his tent. Now, simple pshat is he has to leave the camp. Asham b'michutz lo machaneh. A mishchutz lo alo. What's that? Shiyehi kemenuda elchavel. What does that mean? Vasur v'tashvi shamita. Why? Ve'ainu alo eliyshto because you could you could see in pasuk number nine that Ohel is a euphemistic reference to a marital relations. Moshe Rabbeinu repeats for Bnei Yisrael, this is in uh, in Parshat Vatchanan, he says that when Bnei Yisrael said, you go talk to Hashem and we're, we're, you tell us what he said, Hashem said, they said good, you tell them to go back to their Ohalim and you stay with me. What's Pshat? They go back and resume relations with their wife and you stay here with me. Shmamina, so you could see that a Mitzora is Asur B'tashmi Shamita. And that's something we discussed in um, in the middle of the first parak of the issue of Ro'ina Tanagayim Bamoid. The Nifshot Nami so if you just got through saying that a Mitzora uh, a, should be Kim Menuda Ucha'avel and Asur B'tashmi Shamita, so that should prove that a Menuda is also Asur. Huna Bereda Abinchaz, Mishmeda Yosef, Miktani Shasur. And we had this earlier in the sugya. And it didn't say that he's asur kemenuda. In other words, he should be like a menuda novel, somebody who's distanced and disgraced, etc. And by the way, he has an isur tashvishamita, which may or may not apply to the menuda, so we do not know. Last, last item. Avel Avel is not allowed to send korbanot through a shaliach to the Beit Hamikdash. How do we know? The time of Shimon Omer shlamim. The korban is called shlamim. Meaning that the person who sends it has to be somebody who's shalem, who's in a good shape, who's complete, who's, who's doing okay. And not an onen, not somebody who's suffered a loss. What about a menuda? We're going to do the same thing Rav Yosef did with menuda. For the whole 38 years of Israel, we're in the Midbar. Uh, between the decree of the of the scouts and uh, and the ending of that generation, they were menuda lamakom, right? And and the vishachu korbanotayim, and they sent korbanot throughout the entire time. So again, shani to kill. Maybe that is more lenient because that's only menuda l'shamayim. Kill v'mart chamir. The same point we had before. How can you say it's lighter? You said it was more severe. This is a short version of what we saw earlier. Abaye was in doubt what's the status of Menudah Makom, and therefore either direction you bring it, he's going to say it doesn't, you cannot apply it. it might be more chamor, might be more kal. Last question is Mitzorah Maushi Shlach Korbanotav. Can a Mitzorah send Korbanot? We have in, um, in Pasuk number 10, after he is purified, he counts seven days. And then, and then he'll bring his chatat. Right? So what does that mean? Because the previous pasuk in Yechezka refers to Tumat Meit. You're not allowed to become a Tumat Meit. It's talking about the Kohanim. That's the seven days of counting. This is a Kohen. I'm talking about the Kohen Gadol, who brings an Asiri Taifa 
half in the morning and half in the afternoon. That's his korban, Divir Rabbi Yehuda. So Rabbi Yehuda says the whole pasuk is talking about a kohen gadol. Shimon Omer, what does that mean? He says there's a basic rule you learn from that pasuk in Yechezkel. means you're only allowed to send korbanot if you yourself could come into the mikdash. Meaning that Tamei cannot send korbanot. So according to Rabbi Shimon, at least uh, a Mitzorah is not allowed to send korbanot because a Mitzorah, of course, is someone who cannot come into the Beit HaMikdash while he is a Mitzorah. Everybody should have a wonderful day. We will pick up tomorrow with an in-depth discussion about the process of Nidui and Nizifa and Shamta, which will take us over the course of the next couple of days.